Before today's topic, a quick disclaimer. The stories and data we share come from the states that we practice in and the experiences we personally had, which can differ greatly across our country and certainly the globe. This is not a professional advice show. So get comfy and let's discuss death. Welcome to Mort Mike, a down-to-earth discussion on death and dying. I'm Jem. And I'm Red. And we are your alternative option ash artificers this week. So if you haven't heard part one, we did a nice little intro last month on um, things to do with cremated remains. We went over some basics on uh, interring urns in the ground or in a mausoleum at a cemetery. We talked about scattering, some really good information there uh, because a lot of questions pop up with scattering and the options and legalities there within. But this week, we are going to delve a lot more into the uh, quirky and unique side of options for cremated remains after you take them home. I am so excited. There's so many like weird things that are coming out that you can do with your cremated remains. And they're all just so exciting and cool and extremely personalized to the individual. And the, the most exciting thing about it, I think, is that even this list that we give you, it's not a complete list. It's some really good stuff, but there's still probably stuff out there that I didn't even find. And even in like, I don't know, five years, who knows what will be available then, too. Exactly. So I feel like one of the more common things to do with urns that you take home uh, is to create gemstones out of them. To create me stones? Me stones. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's a bad joke that I use way too often. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a really super scientific process, of, of course. We love a good scientific explanation here on Mort Mike. So these gemstones are actually like lab-grown um, stones made from cremated remains. And how it's done is that the carbon that we talked about this multiple times before, that that's really the base of what cremated remains are is carbon. The carbon is extracted from the cremated remains and they can even use like hair and things like that that have like a high concentration of carbon. This carbon is then heated at super high temperatures and from that graphite is then extracted. When they then add uh, more heat and more pressure, just like every other naturally existing gemstone is formed, they basically do that in a lab. They create that same heat and pressure environment, and that's what's used to form the final diamond. After that, it's just cutting it to your specific parameters and polishing it and setting it in whatever type of jewelry that you have selected. I feel like this is because it could, like, jewelry is a very, like, romantic thing, but the fact that it's, like, your dead loved one is then there. I don't know. It could be kind of cool to some people, but I'm still on the fence about this one, to be honest. Yeah, not not for you. Like, do you feel the same way about like cremation jewelry that just has like a little bit of cremains in it too? Like just like a, in a little chamber? You know, I feel like that's different in a way. And I don't know why. I can't explain anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
I, I, I feel like I, I know where you're coming from, though. Like, jewelry is a very, like, personal type thing, which I feel like is why so many people like it. But I, I guess it is kind of interesting where it's just, like, the only person that you'd expect to get jewelry from is, like, a, like a significant other or, like, a spouse or partner. And so for, like, this to be, like, a gift to yourself of your dead loved one's, like, body parts, it's it's a little metal, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I guess it would be kind of cool if, like, there was, like, a family heirloom piece and you, like, pass it down to your kids and they have this ring and they're like, this is my grandma. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, or my great-great-grandma, whatever. Um, it is a very, very interesting way to like memorialize someone in a way that it's easy to pass it down and it's like a desirable thing. Like no one wants an urn, but everyone wants like a ring or like a cool like pendant or something like that. See, I want to see like the family heirloom that it, it basically has facets on it to add more as people pass in the family. It's like someday you too will be added to the ring. You know? That's some like high fantasy, like crypt keeper. Like, Oh yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when they make these um, diamonds, not a whole lot of cremated remains is necessary to create them. Pretty much like eight ounces or less is needed. Like I when I I checked mm. out like a bunch of different companies and like some actually only needed like about two ounces. So like at most you're looking at maybe half a pound and or or two ounces. Like there it's so like minute. So if you even still wanted to do something with like the big majority of the cremated remains, like you you only have to give up a little bit to be able to create something like this. And I've never actually seen any of these pieces in person. So I don't know if you've seen like like anyone do this actually read so we do a uh, contract with a company uh, a specific company at my funeral home uh, and it's actually kind of a more recent thing in like the last year we brought them on um and i've never sold this to anybody but i know like my manager like he had a hot streak where he sold like three um to to families and uh. so like i've never got to see the actual product come into us because they actually get sent to the family directly but right. like they don't look different like they look like a gemstone like you wouldn't be able to be like oh that's got cremated remains in it like you you, you had no idea it looks like any other you know gem or i mean i imagine a jeweler like could probably tell but mm-hmm. like for for somebody else like yeah no they they would have no idea isn't it that the diamond ends up being like this yellow color? Is that like common? So actually they can like you can pick the color that you want, but the shade can change. So it can be like a colorless diamond like you're familiar with, or there can be colors like green, like reds and pinks, blue, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like the, the thing that they can't control is the shade because it could be a very like light blue it could be a super dark like navy blue and that that actually depends on the person and basically their like very molecular yeah their molecular makeup that's kind of interesting it's like am i gonna be a dark diamond or a light diamond right exactly Wow, I wonder what, like, and me, the science nerd, I'm like, I wonder what, like, molecular compounds are, like, to make that up or depend on that. That's so cool. Yeah, right. Tiny science. <laughs> <laughs> so this this process does take, like, a considerable amount of time. Um, like, from the companies that I checked out, like, some said they could do it in three months. Others took six to nine. Some took seventy, 
like seven to ten. So it, it it is a pretty lengthy process overall. It's not like just Amazon ordering a necklace that you put cremated remains into a chamber in. Like it, this will take some time. They are growing a diamond in a lab. It will take yeah. some time. <laughs> I was gonna say something like this is definitely worth it to wait for that if you're going this route. I feel. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like even for people that are getting like custom rings done in a jeweler for, I don't know, like a wedding or whatever, like it's going to take time for them. Like this is like, these are artisans. Like this is a legitimate, like it's a, it's a crazy industry by itself without cremated remains, you know, mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. <laughs> mm. The company that we work with, actually, um, they we had like this big uh, webinar where they explained more of the process to us. And since it does take so long, and I know that that can be like have people chomping at the bit waiting for it, they'll give like updates along the way. So like they'll send pictures like, hey, this is like the lab specimen, like that we got the carbon from. You know, we got to this part in the the process. You know, next process part of the process is like the heat and pressure. So like they actually send like updates to the family along the way which i thought was really cool and keeps them super in, like, involved in the process for something that you know is out of their hands i, I like that a lot it's just nice to know too that like you're getting like an authentic product i you know there's like for every you know 10 people there's one guy that's going to be like how do you know they don't just replace it with a regular diamond <laughs> you know what i mean so right exactly mm-hmm but with something like this, um, it's not going to be an option for everybody's price point, especially uh, just as diamonds themselves are extremely expensive. This, too, is very expensive. I think on the lower end, it's like prices start at like 15, 20 grand or something. Like wow. it's, it's a lot of money <laughs> to do this. All right, this. you bougie people out there. Get right. these diamonds and show me what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that is uh, definitely why I haven't really been able to sell this yet. Because, yeah. uh, you know, on one hand, you got your $30 earn for Amazon. And on the other hand, 20 grand diamonds. It's like, oof, no. My big worry is, like, you're going to spend so much money on something like this. Like, I lose rings all the time. Like, uh. <laughs> like how traumatic would that be to lose, like, I lost grandma ring. I lost the grandma ring. I lost grandma <laughs> ring. I lost grandma ring. Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but unfortunate. Definitely don't lose grandma, please. <laughs> there are some more um, less losable objects that you can <laughs> put, put your beloved's cravings into that are equally as interesting. A lot of really cool options, especially for creative types as well. So for those that are out there that are music lovers or maybe shared a special bond with their deceased loved one uh, in music, whether it's making it or listening to it, I found a really cool company out in the UK. And it is the only company that does this uh, that has figured out the process to add cremated remains to a vinyl puck before they form it into a vinyl record disc. This is really cool. I actually, one of my best friends in college, undergrad, he was a vinyl collector and he was really into it. And he came to me and he was like, I want this when I like die. I want my cremains pressed into a vinyl record because he found the company. So this has been around for quite, I don't want to age myself, but quite a while. 
Um, so it is like it is a really cool process because you know a vinyl disc that music is played on for all those kids that listen to our show now. <laughs> um, it's a piece of plastic, and the um, you know the music is pressed into the plastic disc, and then a needle like picks up you know the bumps and like makes the sound waves and all that technical jargon. Blah blah blah. If you put your cremains into plastic, they're in there, and you know you are a part of this of this object. There's a lot of customization available with this too, and actually, depending on the color of the vinyl that you select, you can actually see like the cremated remains in the record itself, which is really cool. So like, that is so cool. You, you know, like the old telephones and Game Boys that you could like see through the plastic. Like if it's any type of like transparent plastic like that, you can see the little granules uh, of cremated remains inside of it. Ooh. And depending on the size of those uh, ashes that are added to the vinyl, uh, it actually can like change the sound of the tracks too, uh, depending on like how it makes the needle jump, which is kind of cool. So it's like the, the, your loved one is remixing live that <laughs> song that yeah. you had them then press into it. That's so cool. Or like, you know, like the vinyl crackle that you get, you know, if you're listening to an old vinyl, like something like that, or like, you know, like a skip or something like this, that is really, really cool. I really like this. Yeah, definitely. And you can have it be whatever music or sound that you want. Uh, they'll accept whatever, you know, MP3 file that you send to them. Um, but something else to consider would be it could it could be any sound wave. Like it could be a recording from a video or, you know, like a recording of your loved one's voice, like a voice message that they left on your phone or like in a like Aww. a home movie or something. So you could have it playing with their cremated remains inside of it. So it's super, super personal option. You get about 20 minutes per side. So you can kind of go crazy with how many songs that you want on there. And it doesn't take a whole lot of um, cremated remains. About a teaspoon is what they require to be able to do this. And about a month, which is actually like super fast considering. I, I think this sounds like a complicated process personally. Yeah. <laughs> do you know um, what the cost would be for something like this? Did you, Is that on their website? So if you're looking into this option, um, it's it's not the, the cheapest thing in the world. Um, the prices range from about like... $1,200 to $4,000, depending on are you using both sides, like how long, like what kind of customization are you doing to the actual sleeve, that kind of thing. But I mean, overall, to have a keepsake like this, like this is the one of the most personal things I feel like you can do. So I don't think that's like an outrageous price for something like this. Yeah, I was going to say for something like this compared to like Mr. Diamond that was like $15,000 versus like, I don't know, like a traditional funeral is like anywhere from like six to, I don't know, upwards grand. This is very doable for, you know, if you have the money and then if this is something that matters to the deceased or even to you, I feel like, you know, 1400 to, what did you say? Uh, It was like 1200 to 4000 Twelve hundred to four thousand, really, you know. I think it, I think it's worth it. I would I would highly consider it if this was an option for me. Yeah, me too, definitely. So something that a lot of people are probably familiar with, um, with cremated remains, is that they can be incorporated into blown glass. 
And there's so many different glassware options for glass blowing um, that, I mean, the op- the options are endless, essentially, for what you can incorporate them into. So you can do um, things as simple as like paperweights that range to like sculptures, jewelry, vases, ornaments. I mean, really, whatever, anything that's made of glass, you can definitely incorporate cremated remains into it. Only around a spoonful is added during the process to bespeckle the piece with the cremated remains and every piece comes out uniquely and differently um, based on the cremated remains that are in it depending on the color of the cremated remains could change the um, look of the piece after it's created it's super cool I mean I don't know about you I've definitely watched a lot of like glass blowing videos and, and things like that I think it's extremely fascinating and then that's another like kind of instead of having like a beautiful urn have like a beautiful little glass you know, ball or like art piece or like whatever you want. Because I feel like some more that urns kind of lack uh, in their ability to be like a beautiful piece. Because I mean, if you're taking home an urn, you know, it's it's sitting on a shelf, it's sitting on a place of prominence, um, sitting somewhere that is to be displayed. And urns are like kind of lame looking like even like they're really like quote unquote pretty you know pieces that have like the urn the vase shape to the urn and so like I just think they're you know exactly what it is when you look at it and sometimes they're kind of eyesores like honestly a lot of the ones that we sell I just like ugh, like I, I don't even like how they look so to be able to have like a sculpture like a little bird or like an animal like an animal that your loved one liked or you know mm-hmm. something beautiful in nature like I feel like that's a lot more personal and also looks better to be displayed and considering if you want to have your loved ones uh cremains as a part of your home decor um, without having like this big, like awkward, ugly, very like apparent urn on your mantle place or whatever, um, you can also get them painted into a painting. So if you are of the creative uh, nature, or if you you know like having art pieces in your home, this is something that you can pay someone else to do, or something that you can even do yourself. Like I said before in our previous episode, cremains are just carbon. They're just material. They're just, you know, texture. If you add cremains to paints, um, any sort of medium, um, they are going to become part of that medium and you know once this dries or you know once you apply to something and um it sets like they they're just gonna be a part of that item now so you know putting your loved ones cremains or your own cremains into paint into any sort of like a liquid medium like this that you can use that to paint and then you know voila you have a cremains painting which is really cool Um, This can kind of really apply to anything. And we kind of talked about like the legality of cremains, like doing what you want with them. They're, you know, the deceased body is pseudo property, you know, therefore the cremains are your cremains to do with them as you please, um, pretty much. So you can kind of mix your cremains into anything really. And one thing that I have read before that is really interesting as well and I cannot find the article to save my life, but I remember reading this when I was in undergrad because I went to undergrad for music, is that you can put your cremains in like a varnish and then you can varnish a musical instrument with this. 
So, oh no way! Yeah. So if you if your loved one was like a cellist or like a violinist or you know any sort of like wooden musical instrument, even like a piano, I imagine you can um, put like your their cremains in a in a varnish and then just like varnish the instrument with that. Essentially, you know, incorporating the cremains into the actual instrument like that you can eventually play. I think that it's such a versatile thing, like that they can be added to any liquid like that, or like if you're like a you work with clay or you're a sculptor or you make like ceramics and things like that, like you can just you put them in anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think it's lovely. Anything you can do, all you creative types out there, um, really just like let your imagination run wild. Um, there's probably someone that's done it before you can like Google it or whatever, but there's really a lot of cool things you can do in terms of like mixing cream mains into like mediums or anything like this. There was actually, uh, my partner was telling me about somebody that worked a Ren fair or something that this person actually, um, did like gl- blown glass with like donated cremated remains, like unclaimed cremated remains. So these people could be like glass plugs for like for like people to wear in their ears and stuff like that so they basically like they wanted to be able to travel and continue their journey through somebody else essentially so it's like Uh be able to come along with somebody else through their life like i thought that was really cool from like a like a stranger's perspective like these people have no connection but like they just they wanted to be carried on through someone else's life that that was like awesome to me somebody's out there doing that I really do like that because, you know, unclaimed remains are so sad, but it is a really common thing where, you know, say someone gets cremated and then the family like never comes and gets them because they don't really care. Um, That definitely happens all the time. And so these funeral homes are full of just these like shelves and shelves of cremains. And to be able to take that and make it into something that someone wants and be like, hey, I have this cool piece of jewelry that is a stranger's ashes. And now it's like I take it with me everywhere and I wear it everywhere. That's like putting new meaning and purpose to this person. I think it's really cool. Yeah, they even included like a little card or whatever, like of who the person was. So like, you know Aww. who you're wearing and like that. that's like, wow. <laughs> that's really awesome. Moving on to my least favorite option. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> what do you hate so much, Jim? Well, I this is like the one thing that I don't know. People, I think maybe because it was like a Facebook post and it it got viral and it like went around and I'm sure everyone has seen it. But the the tree pods that you like put your cremains into and then a tree magically grows out of the pod and you become the tree. This is not (laughs) true and it's not scientifically accurate and it makes me so mad (laughs) (laughs) because it's, you know, okay, so listen guys, your body ashes are carbon. There is like zero nutrients really in them. Um, You are not helping any plants grow whatever happens to you wherever you go you are not fodder for like beautiful plant life i'm sorry it's just not happening so the fact that they have marketed this item it's like a cup it's like a cardboard or biodegradable cup that you put your ashes into and then you're supposed to plant it into the ground and this beautiful tree is going to sprout forth from the earth 
and that is your loved one. That's what the advertisement is. And that is completely false because it's just a tree. And then your ashes are kind of like in the ground underneath the tree, which is okay. Like maybe that's what you want and that's fine, but you're not the tree. You're not. And it makes me so mad because that's the only thing that people like to talk about when it comes to cremains and like alternative burials. They're always like, oh, what about the tree pod? And I'm like, nah, (laughs) F the tree pod. (laughs) Essentially, the the basic science of it is that like since cremated remains have and plant nerds out here that know things about soil will understand. Cremated remains have high pH and they have a lot of salt in them, which these things are both extremely bad for sprouting plants. So not even just trees, like if you're planning on sprinkling grandma in the garden that she tended to, like if there's new plants coming up, you have to be very careful about that because it can kill them. Uh, It creates a very bad environment for them to grow. So like Jem was saying, like the same thing can be achieved by just if you're gonna have a tree planted like an already sprouted tree if you just put the cremated remains in the hole that you dug for the tree like it's basically the same thing yeah you don't have to have like an advertised tree pod that you spend like i think it's like a couple hundred dollars on to like do that you can just do it right there are kits out there that can help neutralize the cremated remains to make them more palatable to plants. But the actual neutralization of cremated remains, it like it's a process that takes months to convert them to a usable state. And like, yeah, these companies selling tree urns, it's just a separate compartment underneath where the plant grows. So like it has to have those nutrients to grow. And without them, like you're just killing a plant, which I feel like is really... <laughs> that would be very traumatic that like the tree that you're trying to grow from your loved one dies just dies <laughs> Aww. You know? that is kind of sad if that does happen you can just dig up the cremains and like try something else like they're still going to be there they're ashes they're not going anywhere anytime soon so keep in mind spreading a small amount over the ground or mixing it into the soil is fine but if you're using like an entire a big person's worth of cremated remains, you definitely have to take extra steps so that your green thumb doesn't turn into a black one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my soapbox. I'm stepping off it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for me to get on the soapbox. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So our next option, I feel like I've been hearing more and more people talk about without knowing anything about it. So as a person covered in tattoos, um, I, I feel like I have to put my two cents in here. So a lot of people have talked about um, getting cremated remains mixed into tattoo ink that is being, you know, maybe like a memorial tattoo or whatever have you. Um, and this has to be done in a very certain way for it to be safe. Tattoos themselves are already a very complicated process. Your artists have to go to a lot of classes to be able to do this and get their certifications to even tattoo you. So you should definitely treat this as a medical procedure and not just something you can do willy-nilly. So the the safe way to do this is that there are companies that uh, you can ship cremated remains to. They will sterilize those cremated remains and make them into nanogranules. And those then will be bonded to a tattoo ink that they ship back to you. And then you can use it at a studio. So when I say sterilize, you might think, well, didn't somebody already get sterilized through cremation? Technically, yes. Um, Cremation... uh, 
Cremated remains are sterile. However, if you think about you have them placed into a bag or an urn, uh, those things are no longer sterile. Those those things that they come in contact with make the cremated remains unsterile. Also, just the tools that um, crematory employees use to process them. They go through a grinder. They have like a little scooper that they scoop everything out with. It's It's not sterile it's not a sterile medical environment absolutely not and like no self-respecting artist would just like take a pinch of cremated remains and drop it into the ink reservoir like the ashes first of all the ashes are like way too large anyway yeah they're like, like crunchy yeah like they're, they're huge <laughs> even if you were to like mortar and pestle them like it's still on a molecular level like considering that you have to have the ink shoved into your skin with needles like there's no way that like cremated remains would make it through like your skin like it that like the risk of infection and like rejection of the actual piece if done improperly like it's so it's astronomical like please please do not please do not do this <laughs> Please do I, not ask for this. <laughs> yeah, unless you do it the right way, which you know that it does. It does sound a little dangerous. You know, you still have to be careful, and you have to really be careful about infection and stuff like that. But I think I've talked about tattoos before on this podcast in a different episode. But you know what tattoos are, and I love describing it, is that your little, um, you have tiny little cells in your skin called macrophages, and they they see the ink getting injected into your skin, and they go, this is foreign, this is dangerous, and they eat it all up as fast as they can, and then they stay stained because the ink stains them, and that's how your tattoos stay on your skin forever. So if there's huge chunks of ash getting injected to your skin, it's just going to get pushed out by like your skin. Your little macrophages aren't going to be able to eat the ashes. So really, it's just like pointless. It's useless. You don't even have the ashes in your skin anymore at that point. Um, so definitely go about doing it the right way. And you should research your shop before just barging in and handing like an artist a bottle of ink with cremated remains in it. This is a permanent and semi-surgical process, and that should be considered very carefully by you and the trained and certified professional that you're contracting with. So now I will step off my soapbox. <laughs> Yay. Now we can get back to some fun, lighthearted stuff. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Mort Mike if one of us wasn't complaining about something, though, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, goodness. I've heard of this one for, before, um, getting made into a coral reef. Um, so blah, 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 cremated remains are carbon. They are the uh, skeleton of life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, um, cremains can act as sort of like a conduit for um, kind of like a marine safe condition in which like coral reefs can grow on. Um, so I've definitely like seen videos about this before, right? I don't know if you've uh, dug up any more information about this. Yeah, definitely. So how we've already kind of mentioned that cremated remains uh, go really well with uh, mixing into things. They basically, these companies will uh, create a concrete mixture that cremated remains are then added to that you, they would just form into a big old reef ball and that would get taken out into the ocean to become a coral reef. And that's really cool. I really like that because it's like conservation effort as well as like being memorialized in a way. 
Yeah. Um, definitely better than the tree pod, in my opinion. <laughs> definitely better than the tree pod. And uh, the cool thing about companies like this is that they like to give families the options to be involved as much as they'd like and as much as they're comfortable with this process. So some of the ones I was looking at, like they'll even like invite you to the mixing so you can put the cremated remains into the mixture. You can leave like handprints on the wet form of the ball, the reef ball. Um, I even saw like some that let you put things into the reef ball as long as they're like okay to be in the water, which is really cool. They would, of course, then invite you to be present for the placement and the dedication of the reef ball. So when they take it out into the water, um, like you can have a, like a little ceremony of it being placed, which is really nice. And of course, like Jem said, these reefs help establish little homes for sea critters. And like, what's cuter than that? <laughs> Definitely a cute way to go out. Cutest final disposition ever. <laughs> but if your loved one was the type of person that had a huge personality that just was super explosive and, you know, encompassed the room that they were in, maybe something a little more grand would be up their alley. So why not have them become a firework? Wow, that's like that's like scattering ashes times a thousand. That's like <laughs> extreme scattering ashes. I like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's really awesome because um, either you can send the cremated remains to the company to be made into like a big fireworks display or they'll actually send like self-made kits that you can add the cremated remains to yourself before you send them up into the nice sky, into the night sky. That's kind of terrifying. That's like, how do you build a bomb territory? (laughs) (laughs) We promise we're not perpetrating any anarchist cookbook (laughs) concepts of this. (laughs) Cremane fireworks, not cremane bombs. Yeah, right. (laughs) Along the same line, um, there's uh, the option to have cremated remains made into bullets. A company I found uh, will actually make you like a case of ammunition, whether it's for shooting skeet, uh, game hunting, and like home protection if that floats your boat. And uh, you can incorporate the cremated remains on one last hunting trip. I know a lot of people who this would be a very appealing option for, but to me, this is like the beginnings of like, you know, like a weird, like murder mystery, like (laughs) romance novel. It's like Jenny shot Derek in the face with her ex-husband's ash bullet. (laughs) That's, that's the only thing that I can think of, unfortunately. I don't, I don't hunt guys in case you didn't know. (laughs) But I think you're right. This definitely appeals to a very wide range of people. The amount of like we had a um, from our cremation necklace catalog, there was a bullet, like a little like fake bullet that you could mm-hmm. put cremated remains in. We sold that like hotcakes. Like so yeah. many people bought that. Yeah. Yep, dude. Out here in in the rural parts, there's a <laughs> there's a big market for that. I'm sure. Definitely. Something else that I thought was kind of interesting, um, another thing actually that um, my funeral home has uh, worked with another company to do, there's only one company that does it, they use this real complicated process uh, to solidify the cremated remains again after they after someone's cremated uh, and they, they solidify them into these like stones that give you like a non messy form of more memorialization of the cremated remains that you can like actually hold these stones and like touch them and feel them. And 
it's easy to, you know, share with people if you wanted to, like, give a stone to somebody else in the family or friends so they can have a piece with them. And you can keep them forever as, like, a touchstone or you can skip it on the waves and to scatter them. Like, it's it's really complicated process, as they explained it to us. I kind of zoned out during that webinar. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But I thought it was really cool because at the end of it, I mean, you get like for, you know, seven, eight pounds of cremated remains, you get a ton of these little stones and like how they're going to look is different for everybody. The size, the color, if there's like cracks or bubbles in them, like they're all different and unique to that person because of yet again, their chemical makeup. So very, very, very cool concept, I thought. I kind of like how simple it is because all of these like crazy boisterous ideas are great for some people, but sometimes you just want something that you can hold that is the person, but it's not like a box of ashes. You know what I mean? Right. So I I really do like how like simple and like tactile that is really. And honestly, it wasn't very expensive. I think it's like $600 for it. And when you think about it, like you're not purchasing an urn, like an urn would cost you like $500. So in -hmm. reality, like it's, it's really not that much more expensive. Yeah. That's a really good option for, for the simpler folk. So we (laughs) on the opposite end (laughs) (laughs) have one more option for you guys. And I like I had to wrap up with this as the last one because it was too hilarious not to. Um, I came across this by accident, and I'm super glad that I did. So are those cold and lonely nights after losing your spouse getting too hard to bear? Do you roll over to empty bed sheets and feel the pangs of loss in more way than one? We'll look no further because when the consumer demands, the market supplies, <laughs> vibrator urns are here to fill that space that your loved one used to. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually searched for this on my work computer. <laughs> wow. Rest in peace, my IT guys, if they ever have to like, <laughs> dig into my history. <laughs> hey, this is, a biz- this is a business place. We're practicing business. <laughs> I have to know all the options for the families that <laughs> for I serve. For my clients. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have also seen this before in some like lost article, but this is, yeah, definitely a real thing. Um, it's You should Google it. Um, it's a very interesting looking item. Uh, basically what they do, and Red, you can correct me, is that they take the ashes and they put them into a compartment within the dildo. Yes. So it's like encased in the dildo and they're just like in there. So it's not like the cremains are mixed in or anything like that. They're just in a compartment inside of the sex toy. Basically. And granted, like what I was able to find on this, it, it seemed mostly conceptual. It looked like it had been produced for like the, like, concept of it like to show that they were like they could do it and they made it uh i didn't see it for like mass purchase but i'm sure plenty of those glass blowers that we mentioned earlier could take on a project of this (laughs) magnitude (laughs) yeah definitely a more adventurous option out there um i'm sure there are some people that would really love this option um, but definitely just something that is really interesting that it exists. And yep, you're right. If there's a demand for it, there will by golly be a way that it can be provided. <laughs> <laughs> 
was that what was that Jurassic Park quote that like really conceptualizes this perfectly like your your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could they didn't stop to think if they should <laughs> <laughs> oh no well everyone has to have their own uh, personal touch for their final disposition that's for sure <laughs> i think so we all want to leave our mark on the world whether it's during <laughs> life or death so I know that a lot of these processes sound like they can be a bit on the expensive side to a lot of you guys, like costing thousands of dollars to memorialize a loved one in a unique way. But if you think about the cost of like a full traditional burial, like the vault, the plot, opening and closing of the grave and a headstone, I mean, it's honestly pretty comparable to that, if not still on the cheaper end. So uh, don't gawk at them too much. And it's, uh, of course, not something you have to do right away. Cremated remains are around for as long as you keep them. So it's always something you can do when you have more funds down the road. And cremains are certainly not going anywhere. Um, cre- cremation is on the rise and will continue to be on the rise. I think it's actually in the majority now versus traditional burials uh, in some areas. 60% and climbing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's, you know, more accessible, um, cheaper, you know, these are ways that, you know, a loved one can be memorialized if you don't have a lot of money or if you don't have the immediate funds to provide like a traditional full ceremony. Um, a lot of these options could be for you. And there still are a lot out there that we didn't even touch on. Definitely. The one thing I will say with all these things in mind, always have a plan for your cremated remains because cremation is just the first part of the disposition. It's not the final end all be all. You can't just keep cremating family members and stuffing them in a closet hoping that your great, great, great grandkids are going to have the same connection to your loved ones as as you do. So always have a plan in mind for them, whether it is to bury them is to scatter them or one of the other options always have a plan don't just stop at cremation and thank you so much for all of those who have donated in our fundraiser uh, to keep our podcast on our hosting sites for another year we really appreciate you guys this has been so awesome we're planning on doing a little more individualized thank you um in the month to come but we just wanted to say thank you so much for your support financially and otherwise thank you But that's going to be it for us this week on Mort Mike. We'd love to connect with you guys on our socials. So like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Mort Mike Podcast. It would mean a lot to hear your feedback. So please tell us what you think in a comment and drop us a rating on whatever podcast hosting site that you use. If you have any suggestions on topics or found your own really unique way to memorialize somebody's cremated remains, we'd love to hear about it in an email at mortmikepodcast at gmail.com. I also want to give a huge thank you to our friend Marcin for the use of his song titled Deputies of Death, which he produced just for our show. You can check out his bandcamp at marcinmusic.bandcamp.com. Thank you, Marcin. Be sure to tune in the first Thursday of every month for some more casual discussions on death. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mort Mike. Bye. Bye. Bye.